Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Critical thinkers are skilled at separating the truth from the bullshit. Great exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then here's what we're going to do. We put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to watch out for propaganda. And I'll explain exactly what that is for those of you not familiar with the term, what it means, how it is affecting all of our lives, and how to watch out for it, like I just told you. So before we get to that, though, let me tell you about it. I have a daily motivation text message that I send out free of charge to everyone who's in my text community. So if you're listening to this and you are the owner of a smartphone or even a cell phone, even if you don't have a smartphone, you got a cell phone, you get text messages, you should be in my text community. So you're getting this message. So here's the only thing you need to do to get it. Just send me a message right now at the following number. It is 305-384-6894. Every day when I send out the daily motivation text, everyone who's in my text community shall receive that message. And you can actually respond to any one of the messages that I send out and be in direct communication with me. And I got some other bonuses that go to people who are in my text community that I won't even tell you about. Just get in the text community and you'll know about it. Normal messaging rates apply. Oh, one more other thing. WorkOnYourGame.net, for those of you who are business-minded, you're focused on making more money in your business, and you want to make more money. Go to WorkOnYourGame.net. There's only one thing you can do there. Here's the one thing. I'll tell you what it is. There's a 45-minute training that I recorded that is specifically targeted to people who are trying to make more money in your business, and I tell you the five shifts in behavior that you need to make that will help you make more money in your business based on what I teach in my Work On Your Game system. I will tell you what the five shifts are. I'll tell you why they are, and I'll tell you how they work. Go to workonyourgame.net if you're interested in making more money in your business. It's free of charge. All right, so that's like giving out stuff for free. If y'all don't mind, that's just like giving away free stuff. So I just gave you two right there, and I'm going to give you the show. And we didn't even get into it. So let's get to this. How to watch for propaganda. What exactly is the definition of the word propaganda? Propaganda is defined as information 
especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Now, why am I even talking about this? Well, those of you who are followers of this show, you know that every once in a while I talk about some you know, current event, current-ish event type thing. This is not really a current event thing. I'm not talking about any specific thing that took place. But I see a lot of propaganda being thrown about these days, specifically on social media. And one of the reasons why it happens on social media is because a lot of social media content is bite-sized material, unlike this show. Now, one of the things I like about this show and it being solo, just me talking here, is that I can take 20 to 30 minutes or 40 minutes if I want to, or 50 or an hour if I want to, and I can go into deep context on anything that I have to say. So I'm not limited to 140 characters or 280 characters or 90 seconds or 15 second story or a short captioning because people don't like to read. I'm not limited in length as far as how much time I have to say what I need to say, how much space I have to say what I need to say. So I can give full context to my points. But it doesn't mean I'm going to take three hours. I can take 20, 30 minutes and I can get my point across. And therefore, I don't have to limit myself to dumbing down my message to make it simple enough for shortcutters to understand is the best way that I can explain it. Because there are some people out there who won't listen to 20 to 30 minutes of a person talking on any subject because they simply don't have the attention span. Well, I'm fine with that. Those people existing because those people are not my audience. My audience are people like you who are listening to the show who will take 20, 30 minutes for something that is valuable and is speaking your language. What I've noticed in this propaganda is that, and here's where I really got to thinking about this, is that people take these small pieces of information. And I've talked about this in the past, but here's what happens when people create propaganda these days, because it existed for decades. Propaganda has existed for a long time. But here's what actually happens. People take a small piece of factual information. So they take this one little fact, and then what they do is extrapolate on that fact by adding a whole bunch of opinion around the fact. And then they defend everything. They take the whole thing and they call that whole thing truth. And they defend it. Anytime somebody challenges this whole thing that they created, they defend it with the one little fact that's inside of it. See, if you take one little piece of factual information and you put a whole bunch of opinion and conjecture around that fact, and then you call that whole thing true and push people to accept it based on the one little fact that's inside of it. That is the very definition of propaganda. That's what propaganda is. You are misleading people based on biased information. And your whole point is to publicize a particular cause or a point of view. So I'll give you an example of where I actually use this. I was on Twitter one day and I actually used this phrase propaganda because here's what had happened. There was a woman who was, should I even say who this woman is? Yeah, I'm actually going to say who this woman is. So this is a woman named Stacey Abrams. She's a black woman. She lives in the state of Georgia, at least the last that I checked, she does. And she had run for governor in Georgia. And I think she ended up no, not winning the governorship in Georgia, but she's a political mover and shaker in the state of Georgia. I don't know much about Stacey Abrams. I do not live in Georgia. I've never met the woman. I have nothing against her. But I saw this clip of her speaking. Looked like she was speaking at some kind of woman's group because the whole audience was a bunch of women. And maybe it was at a church or something like that. But her audience was all women. And she was talking about, because I believe she's running for governor again in Georgia right now in 2022. Maybe the election has already happened by the time you hear this, but it doesn't even matter. I have nothing against Stacey Abrams. Any of you support her, Stacey Abrams, so don't be mad at me because I'm using her as an example. But she said something that was very propaganda-ish. It actually wasn't propaganda-ish. It was actually propaganda directly. Here's what she was saying. She was talking to these women and she was talking about abortion rights. It's clearly Stacey Abrams is pro-choice which she has a right to be. I have no problem with anybody who is pro-choice or pro-life or anywhere in between or you're undecided. What Stacey Abrams said was that people are trying to take away our, and she was talking to a bunch of women again, taking away our right to choose and you no know, 
even when somebody gets raped or it's in the case of incest. And that's all I need to tell you about what she said. And just that alone is propaganda. Why is that propaganda? Because rape and incest is less than 1% of anyone who shows up asking for or wanting to get an abortion. Rape and incest is less than 1%. Right, that's just a statistical fact. That's not a Dre Baldwin point. That is not my opinion. It's a fact. If you have a problem with facts, you are listening to the wrong show. That's a fact. So for her to say, well, we need to make sure that we have the right to choose, the woman's right to choose. This is what the phrase that people who are pro-choice like to use. Again, I'm not really talking about that here today. I published my thoughts on that. But let's just say she's saying a woman needs to have the right to choose because no rape and incest can happen. And I've heard many people say this. Many people whose opinions and intelligence I at some point in life have respected use the same argument. That is propaganda to say that. For her to put it out publicly, that is propaganda. Why? Because she's ignoring the other 99% of abortions, which are not rape, not incest. A woman did make a choice in having unprotected sex. That's how you got pregnant. And she's extrapolating this 1% exception to cover the rule. You get what I'm saying? That is propaganda. Let me give you another definition of propaganda straight from Wikipedia. Quote, propaganda is communication that is primarily used to influence or persuade an audience to further an agenda, which may or may not be objective. It may be selectively presenting facts to encourage a particular synthesis or perception or using loaded language to produce an emotional rather than a rational response to the information that is being presented. Close quote. That's propaganda. Social media did not create this because social media is all user generated content. So it's people like me and you who put the content that goes on social media. So we can't blame social media for this. We got to blame the common person, me and you. We are to blame for this. Not me personally, not you personally, but it's people like us who create the content that goes on social media. And because social media is such bite sized information, it is easier to get your point across if you take a small fact and you extrapolate it out to mean a bigger point. And again, you trigger people emotionally rather than being logical and objective because emotions are more sensational and they draw more attention than logic and objectivity. That's just human nature. So this is why propaganda has become a bigger and bigger thing these days, even though people may not use the term propaganda. That's exactly what it is. When people use loaded language, that's propaganda. Trying to trigger an emotional response in people rather than a rational and objective response, propaganda. Using small pieces of data, like a 1% exception piece of data to cover the 100% of what actually happens, that is propaganda. And there are so many organizations, so many people, so many prominent individuals, well-known people who are basically building their careers and furthering their careers, or at least trying to further their careers using propagandized terms. This has become an epidemic. And that's the reason why I'm doing this episode here today, not to bash those people, even though I can and will bash those people when necessary. The topic here today, the purpose here today, is not to bash anybody individually, is to point out and help you understand when you are listening to or viewing or being exposed to propaganda so that you can objectively and rationally notice the propaganda and you can make your own decisions as to whether or not you should believe and listen to it, even when someone is trying their hardest to bypass the logical centers of your brain by triggering you emotionally, because that's how the human brain works. If you can trigger somebody emotionally, their logic doesn't even come into the equation. Logic doesn't even get a chance to speak if you can trigger somebody emotionally. That's why you have to be a critical thinker, like I talked about in episodes 1826 and 1827, so that when someone's coming out with the propaganda, you notice it and you can make a rational decision about whether to listen to them or not. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is how to watch for propaganda. Number one, identifying propaganda is important because I want you all to be critical thinkers, as I just said. And critical thinkers are skilled at separating the truth from the bullshit. That's what a critical thinker can do. They have the skill of discernment, which I talked about in episode 1431. Discernment is your ability to judge. 
That is what discernment means. Your ability to look at a situation and solve the unsolved mysteries. Know what is actually going on as opposed to what is being presented to you. Critical thinker is skilled in discernment. You can tell me whatever story you want to tell me. I will figure out what's really going on as opposed to what you told me is going on. Because can we all agree that sometimes somebody tells you one thing is happening, but then when you look deeper into the situation, you realize that what they told you is not the whole story or maybe not the story at all. Has any of you ever experienced that? Somebody told you one story, but then when you look deeper, you found out the story was completely different or the truth was completely different. Forget about a story that the truth was different from the story you were told. Has any of you ever experienced that? Of course, we all have. Critical thinkers are very skilled at discernment. Journalists used to be very skilled at discernment. And I think many journalists still are skilled at discernment. The thing is, their bosses won't let them be skilled at discernment. At least they won't let them publish what they discern. So now, even the media, we can't trust the media anymore. This is why we have this concept called fake news. We can't believe anything that the news tells us because they all have to try to battle with each other for headlines and to be more sensational than the next person. So they can't be objective and straight down the middle because objective information is not sensational for the most part, is usually boring. The truth is usually pretty boring. But the emotionalized, triggering propaganda is usually very enticing and exciting. And as the saying goes, a lie makes its way all the way around the world twice before the truth puts on its pants. So this is why this is happening. So this is all driven by people just fighting for attention. That's how propaganda has become more and more popular these days. So there's no one person's fault. There's no one platform's fault. It's kind of a combination of all of our faults because we've all allowed this to happen. But if I have anything to do with it, I will make sure that you all understand what the game is. I'm not going to shut the game down, but I'll let you all understand what the game is so that you can look at it and notice what's actually happening as opposed to what people want you to believe is happening. And that's discernment right there. What I just said, that is what discernment means. So critical thinkers can separate truth from bullshit. They can separate emotional persuasion tactics from rational truth, and they can separate opinion from fact. And this is something that. Again, this is not new. Social media has just made it more popular that people have become really, really good at meshing opinion and fact into one statement. And it's hard for many people to tell uh, what part is the fact and what part is the opinion. You got to get good at this. Every listener to this show, if you're listening to my voice right now, you must become really, really skilled at listening to someone talk and tell what part is an opinion and what part is a fact, because usually they won't point it out to you. They won't tell you. Because they're trying to persuade you. Someone's trying to persuade you and not going to point out their tactics. They're just trying to persuade you. They're trying to move you to take a certain action or get you to believe a certain thing, which will lead to a certain action. So you got to get good and understand, okay, what they just said there, that part is a fact, but the rest of it is an opinion. And everyone's entitled to opinions, folks. There's nothing wrong with someone having an opinion. And if someone has a fact, a fact is still a fact. Facts don't stand on their own. They don't need to be defended. However, when someone mixes an opinion and a fact, and then they try to come to a conclusion and call it a truth, That's when your skill of discernment comes in to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This fact is a fact. I get that part is your opinion. That does not make this conclusion a truth. Critical thinker has this ability. I need more people to have this ability. And all of you have the ability. This is a better way of me saying it. All of you have the ability. I just need more people using this ability. That's a better way of saying it. It's not that you can't do it. It's just you got to engage it. So there's nothing wrong with having an opinion, as I just said. As long as you understand when an opinion is an opinion and you're able to separate it from a fact, because listen, you have an opinion too. You got opinions. I got opinions. And when I give you an opinion, I'll tell you I'm giving you an opinion. And when I'm giving you an opinion and a fact in the same statement, I will point out the opinion and I will point out the fact. Usually I do it naturally. It's just the way that I talk. This is especially important when you're in business and you need to have a sharp eye for determining what is factually true versus what you are feeling or wanting to believe. This is something I notice a lot when dealing with 
entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs who are starting out. So let's say entrepreneurs who are not even quite at the $100,000 level. I have worked with and hear from entrepreneurs who are at this level who have not developed this skill yet simply because they want to believe one thing, but the facts are a different thing. You have to develop a keen eye for looking at your own situation and being honest with yourself about what's going on. But this is also why how many times over the last two or three months on the show have I emphasized this is why you need a coach. This is why you need a truth teller in your life. You need somebody who can keep it real with you in your life. Hopefully a professional who you have paid, not your uncle or your cousin or your brother, but someone who you have paid whose very job, their only job is to keep it real and honest with you. You need this person in your life so that you do not fool yourself with your own bullshit. And it's not because you're trying to fool yourself. It's because your emotions want you to believe one thing. Is You're not trying to do it on purpose. You're not trying to hurt yourself on purpose. It's just your emotions want to believe one thing, but the truth is another. You need somebody who can point that out to you and smack you in the face with the actual truth as opposed to what you want the truth to be. This is why we have coaches. And, and I come from the sports world. So in sports, every team you play for, there's a coach. It's built into the game in sports. This is why... I was about to say, and I had to stop myself, I was about to say this is why athletes can look at things objectively and truthfully and rationally, but that's not even true anymore because I see a bunch of athletes working for certain platforms these days and they are not looking at things rationally. But again, that's because of who they work for. Their bosses tell them what they can say, what they can't say. Good thing about me and this show that you'll always know is I don't have a boss. So nobody tells me what I can and can't say. That's why I can tell you the truth, the unfiltered truth. Where there are other athletes who work for, let's say, ESPN or CNN, they can't tell you the truth. Because they have bosses who, if they told the wrong truth at the wrong time to the wrong audience, they wouldn't have a job the next day. Different conversation for a different day. Anyway, still on point number one here. When we talk about propaganda, we are usually talking about in social conversations or things that you hear in the media or on the news, what used to be called the news. I did a whole episode on this show where I told you stop watching the news. That was episode number 1474. Stop watching the news. Why did I tell you stop watching the news? I put the news in quotation marks because it's not news anymore. Now it's just whatever is sensational enough to get you to click or watch or view or no download. Now it's all about getting the clicks and the views. It's not about actually telling people what's true. Because again, the truth is usually rather boring and mundane. But the sensational headline, that's exciting. And exciting gets clicks. And clicks drive revenue. And all these people you see in the media, they have jobs. And the only way people can keep a job is there has to be money to pay them. And so this is the game these days is not give people the objective information because that doesn't pay. What pays is keeping people excited and triggered and emotionalized. And that means you got to get more and more crazy to compete against the next person who's trying to get that same person's attention. Attention is one of the five forms of investment. You can't get people's attention. You can't get their money. Everybody following what I'm saying here? So what makes propaganda so enticing is the fact that it is designed to bypass the logical centers of your brain, which we're going to get to in point number two. Speaking of such. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to spot propaganda and not become a victim of it. Again, we're not going to extinguish it. You just need to notice that it exists. It's like I could tell you don't do illicit street drugs. We're not going to eliminate drugs, but just you just don't participate in it. Right, so you just need to know when somebody's offering you one and how to say no to it. So I'm not telling you eliminate propaganda. It will always exist. You just need to not become a victim of it. Moving on to point number two. Here's a challenge. Unfortunately, many human beings have been conditioned over years, again, social media did not create this. It has only exacerbated it. They have been conditioned to think and talk in propagandized thought patterns. People have been conditioned to do this. And social media has done a great job of making this problem worse, is conditioning people to think in propagandized ways. For example, between the years 2020 and 2021, you probably heard or saw or listen, let's be honest, maybe some of you even said 
what? You're not going to go get that jab? You're not going to get that shot in your arm? Uh, so you want to let your grandma die? You don't care about other people's lives? All right, how many of you heard or saw somebody say that? And let's be honest. I ain't mad at you. How many of you actually said it yourself? All right, you don't care about other people's lives? You don't care about this you know, X number of people who died from this virus? All right, that's a propagandized way of thinking and talking. And let's not even get into why that is. And if you don't understand why that is, you might be listening to the wrong show. These thought patterns are emotionally triggering. And oh, by the way, I'm not saying that to be evasive. I've gone on the record about that point. I just don't want to get further into it today. But if you want to know where I've gone on the record on that, send me a text message. I'll send you the link. Okay. Anyway, these thought patterns are emotionally triggering. It's emotionally triggering to say to somebody, hey, if you don't get that shot, that means you don't care about other people's lives. You don't care about the 800,000 people who've died or the White House in the summer of what year was that? Was it the summer? Not the summer, the winter. It was near the end of the year, either 2020 or 2021. I don't remember which year it was. They put out a press release. This actually happened where the White House said anyone who does not go and get the jab, I'm not going to use the V word because by definition it's not the V, but anybody who doesn't go get the jab, you are looking at a long summer of despair and death. This is something that the White House actually put out as a statement. I couldn't believe that the White House actually put this out, but this is propaganda on the highest possible level that they did all around telling people to go get the jab. Anyway, that's an emotionally triggering thing to say to somebody. And emotions, I'll say for the third time today, are much, much stronger than logic. If you want to move a person to action, get them emotional. If you want to move a person to action, don't get them logic, get them emotion. You want to get a person to think, give them logic. You want to get a person to move, give them emotion. And when you get people emotional, they don't think, they just do. As the saying goes, people make decisions emotionally and they justify those decisions logically. So if you want to move people to action, again, you need an emotional trigger involved along with some logical justifications that make that emotional trigger make sense. This is why propaganda is so powerful because the emotional part can be the parts that go around the fact, but then the fact that person who's driven by the propaganda, they can always fall back on the fact to defend themselves. That's the logical justification is that little tiny fact. Oh, you need to go get the jab. Why? Because you're going to kill a whole bunch of people. Well, that's kind of conjecture. Well, didn't this many people die? See, that's the fact. That's the logical justification for them saying that. You see how this works? And it can be put in these little bite-sized packages, and this can be used very effectively. And there are people who have become like masters of this stuff. The sneaky part about propaganda is that it inserts just enough logic to allow people to justify their emotional positions. So if you have the fact that X number of people have died from the virus, it justifies any emotional argument for why everybody needs to go take the jab. Because if you don't, then that means you want more people to die. Do you see how that works? And it can fit into this little neat little package, this little bite-sized statement that sounds perfect. And it puts you on, at least in your mind, the moral high ground above anybody who disagrees with you. Or if you have the fact, quote unquote, that some people illegally entered the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, which they did. That is a fact. Some people illegally entered the Capitol, which they shouldn't have. This justifies, here's the propaganda, the emotional belief that anyone who supports the president that those people were supporting, see, the people who went in the Capitol, they were all supporting one guy, right? So anybody who supports that president the same way those people who went in the Capitol supported that president, you must be shamefully wrong. And somehow you're in favor of the downfall of the government and you're trying to destroy democracy in general. You see how the propaganda works? Because they have this little fact. They always fall back on the fact. So if you defend yourself, you say, well, look, I support that guy who was the president, but I don't support the people who went in the building. They probably shouldn't have did that. Well, you're supporting the guy and they support that guy. So you're connected to them. So therefore you're wrong too. See, that's the propaganda. And this happens. I'm not making this up, am I? All right, y'all have heard this, right? Or am I the only one who knows about this? This has been happening. This is how propaganda works. You take a small fact, even taken out of context, almost always taken out of context. That's why it's propaganda, because it's out of context. 
You bundle up a whole bunch of emotion with it and then you call it truth. But I did a whole episode about this. All right, there is no such thing as my truth. All right, my truth is a misnomer. There's no such thing as my truth. There's just the truth. Okay. So there's no my truth. So any of you who's ever used that phrase, my truth, all right, there's a difference here. Okay. That was episode 2280. There's a big difference between your truth and the truth. I personally, Dre Baldwin, you're listening to me right now. I don't have any truths. There are no Dre Baldwin truths. I don't have any. So somebody said to me, Dre, what is your truth? I say, I don't have any truths. All right. There are just the truth that applies to everybody. And I happen to be part of everybody. I don't have any personal truths. I don't believe in that. There's just the truth, period. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to watch for propaganda. You must always understand the angle of the person who is speaking, including me. You need to know my angle, too. My angle, I already told you my angle. My angle is nobody controls me. Nobody can tell me what I can say and what I can't say. Therefore, I can tell you the unfiltered truth and I have no agenda. I, I don't need to pander to any particular group. I don't need to pander to any particular audience. I have a very diverse audience. I have males. I have females. I have old. I have young. I have people who are in my age bracket. I'm 40 years old. I have people above my age bracket. I have people way below my age bracket. I have athletes. I have entrepreneurs. I have people in between. I have people trying to figure out what they're going to do next. I have a very diverse audience of people. So if I'm pandering to any one audience, there's no way I can have such a diverse audience. So you see what I'm saying? So I can tell you the truth. And again, I have no hidden agenda. I have an agenda, but I'll tell you my agenda. I'll tell you up front. Ask me. Ask me a question. I'll answer it. There's no question you can ask me that I won't answer. Ask me about my agenda. I'll tell you. How do I feel about this? I'll tell you. How do I feel about that? I'll tell you. I don't have to hide behind anything. And I don't have any bosses, so nobody can tell me what to do. So my angle is I can tell you the unfiltered truth as I see it. And if I get anything factually incorrect, you can always check me. I tell you that all the time. Send me a text. If I get anything factually incorrect, let me know. Now, if you disagree with my opinion, you have a right to, but I still have a right to have my opinion. We can disagree. But if I'm factually wrong about something, let me know. Everything I'm saying here today is accurate. This is not about facts. So what I'm saying here today is about being accurate. And this is what propaganda is by definition. My angle is that I am seriously about critical thinking and objectivity. Now, no human being is completely objective, including myself. But I try to be as objective as possible, even about myself. And this is why I use the dictionary so often, because the dictionary is a baseline truth of what is. See, I'm not just telling you this is my definition of the word. Even if I do give you my definition of a word, I always give you a dictionary definition, too, and tell you how my definition connects to the dictionary definition. I do that here on the show because I don't have an angle where I'm going to give you my truth and tell you that you need to accept it. I'm going to give you the truth and I'm going to give you a baseline that you can go check me against. You can cross reference my baseline. And if I misquoted the baseline, then you can check me on that. And we got to make sure that that's right. You follow what I'm saying here? See, I didn't just start talking about these things today. Check my receipts. I told you that I did an episode, a two part series on critical thinking. I talked about signs that you're a critical thinker back in episode 2073, and then habits of a critical thinker, how to be a critical thinker was episodes 1827 and 1826, respectively. We're on episode number 2,355 here today. Can you do the math? That's 500 plus days ago. This ain't new. I've always been about this stuff. The unfortunate truth of media and journalism today is that many journalists who are a dying breed, I'm talking about true journalists, people who are actually skeptical by nature and they question stories before actually going out and reporting on them, quote unquote reporting. They are unable to do their jobs today because of the companies that they work for. I personally have been very critical of journalists. I've been critical of the journalism profession. In episode 2016, I told you why journalism is dying. It's very ironic. That was episode number 2016. I want to get into that. But anyway, 
I've been very critical of the profession of journalism because I said journalists are no longer doing their jobs. All right, they are not being objective. They are not being truthful. And they are basically pushing propaganda every time they publish something. A lot of journalists are doing this. Or people who used to be called journalists, I'm being generous by even giving them the term. They don't even deserve to be called journalists anymore with what I'm seeing in the news media these days. Sports media, political media, regular news media, these people are not journalists. Very few journalists exist anymore. If someone does actual journalism these days, they would get labeled racist or far right or you're trying to pander to this group or that group when what they're actually doing is being objective and truthful. But this is where we're at. This is where the world is right now. But these folks, what I have to modify my position and I have to give some grace to people who work at news companies and media companies because they have jobs. And when you receive a paycheck every two weeks, there's someone who can tell you what you can do and what you can't do. And if you violate it, you won't have a job anymore. And since most people have bills and need food, clothing and shelter, Many people are not willing to violate what the boss tells them they can do and what they can't do. So many journalists stop being journalists, not because they wanted to stop being journalists, but because their bosses decreed to them that they couldn't do journalism anymore. They didn't say that in so many words, but they let them know without letting them know directly, hey, uh, here's the agenda now. So since a journalist is employed by a company who writes them checks, you're limited by what the job allows you or demands that you must do in order to keep getting that check. So when someone like Stephen A. Smith, for example, at ESPN, is flying off the handle and saying things that simply don't make sense. And I know Stephen A. Smith knows better. I know that he does because I seen Stephen A. Smith before propaganda became a popular thing. And he was a real journalist. He used to be. He's not anymore, but he used to be. So when I say that doesn't make any sense, I had to remember that Stephen A. Smith works for ESPN and ESPN is owned by Disney. And Disney can tell Stephen A. Smith through the chain of command, hey, here's what you can talk about. Here's what you can't talk about. Now, Stephen A. Smith personally could never admit what I just said out loud. He couldn't say out loud what I just said out loud. See, that's the reason why I exist. He couldn't say what I just said, even though he's a more prominent status than me. He has more of an audience than I do. More people know him than know me, but he can't say what I just said. He can never admit it out loud because it would ruin his credibility to say, hey, there's certain things that I just can't talk about because I work for ESPN and I work for Disney. If he said that, then he would lose his status as he would lose his frame as being an outspoken sports guy. That's his frame is he's the outspoken sports guy who will talk about anything, even uncomfortable topics. When the fact is there are certain topics that he can't mention at all, even though his brand is he's the outspoken guy who will talk about anything. Well, the truth is, no, he won't talk about anything. And there are things that he will talk about, but he can only talk about them from a certain angle because his bosses tell him what you can say and what you can't say. Disney, for example, let me give you an example. Disney has a clear LGBTQ agenda. There's video of internal conversations on Zoom calls of people working at Disney. You can look this up on Twitter or just Google it. You can see these internal conversations amongst Disney executives. These are people with management positions at Disney who said, we have a clear LGBTQ agenda. We're going to put more LGBTQ prominent characters in our children's programming, in our movies, in our cartoons, in our products, and even in our theme parks. They're saying this clearly on video and they're not being shady about it. They're saying it out loud, like this is what we're going to do. It's not even a secret. They're not even trying to be secretive about it. Disney is trying to do that. Okay, so that's a fact. Okay, that's number one. Disney owns ESPN and Stephen A. Smith works for ESPN. So Stephen A. Smith works for Disney. So when that man named Matthew Thomas got on the women's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania and called himself Leah instead of Matthew and swam the whole season at UPenn on the swim team and ESPN didn't mention it at all, didn't even bring it up. And Stephen A. Smith never talked about it. The outspoken sports guy never brought it up. That's why. Now, Stephen A. Smith 
flew off the handle when there was a situation at BYU when this black girl who plays for BYU's Dukes, excuse me, Dukes volleyball team. And, and Stephen A. Smith never talks about volleyball. Duke's volleyball team, this black girl claimed that somebody was calling her the N-word during the game. The whole game was on video. There was audio recordings of everything. There were thousands of people in the arena. She claimed somebody called her the N-word. Nobody can corroborate the story. They have no footage, no audio of anybody calling her the N-word. The whole basketball team for BYU was at the volleyball game in the same area where she claimed the N-word was being said from. A bunch of black guys on the basketball team. None of them said, heard anything or reacted to anything. She's the only one who claims that it happened. Stephen A. Smith did a whole segment for a couple days on this alleged racist situation. So Stephen A. Smith will talk about things that go outside of the normal sports that he discusses, which are usually football and basketball. So he will talk about these things. He just will talk about the ones that he's allowed to talk about. But when the Leah Thomas thing happened, this man who's on the women's swim team the whole season, he didn't say a word about it because of who he works for. So I just want y'all to understand the game here. They're going to understand the game of what's going on in the media that many people who brand themselves as outspoken are not as outspoken as you think they are. They're outspoken as much as they're allowed to be outspoken on the topics that they're allowed to speak out on. And they got to talk about it the way that they're told to talk about it. This is what happens when you accept the check, folks. And any of you who has a job, you understand what I'm saying. Do you not? When you take a paycheck, there are certain rules that come with that paycheck. Marcus Lemonis, I heard him speak in person. Uh, The first time I heard him speak in person, I was at a marketing conference a few weeks ago from when I'm recording this. And he had a TV show called The Profit, where he would go into failing businesses, give them a check to save them because they were usually way behind on like they owed their vendors and they're about to go out of business. They're about to be insolvent. He would look at their business, see if he could fix their business. If he figured out, if he realized that he could help their business, he would write them a check to get them out of debt. So let's say they were $500,000 in debt. He would write them a check for $500,000, right? So they could pay their staff and pay their vendors off and all that stuff, get them out of debt. He would say, all right, I'm buying 60% 60% of your business for this $500,000. Now, if you take this check, I'm in charge. That's what he would say every time. You take this check, I'm in charge. Any of you who haven't seen a TV show, The Profit, if you are a business person, go look that show up and watch some episodes. It's a very good show. Similar to if you're in business, you should be watching Shark Tank. If you're in business, you should be watching The Profit. So when Marcus and Lewis would do that, every time he gave him that check, he would say to him, here's the stipulation, I'm in charge. And that's what happens when you take a check, folks. <laughs> when somebody gives you a check, they are in charge. Stephen A. Smith works for somebody. I mean, he presents himself as if he does what he wants to do. He doesn't. I'm just using him as an example. Okay, it's not a bashing of Stephen A. Smith. I've talked about him enough in media. I've talked about him enough here today. Y'all got to understand the game. I just want y'all to understand the game. That's why the show is called Work on Your Game. So you understand the game. I'm not telling you you need to get out of it or get into it. I'm just letting you understand what's happening, whatever game you want to get in. So when a company like the New York Times, as another example, seems to be leaning very hard to one side or another on certain topics, you got to realize that the people who work for the New York Times, the ones who do the writing, are they doing what their bosses are telling them to do. They don't have the freedom to be full-fledged journalists anymore because they're in competition with social media, people like myself, for eyeballs. Because a consumer, person like you, you can only look at one thing at a time. So if Twitter and Instagram and Facebook are competing for your eyeballs, while at the same time, the New York Times, the CNN, and ESPN are competing for your eyeballs, They got to do something that makes them more compelling than Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So you see, they got to become more sensational in order to keep you from leaving them and going to Instagram and Facebook instead. See, this is how the game has changed as social media has come along. That's why I said social media is not to blame for this, but social media's presence has exacerbated the issue. Is everybody following me here? See, it used to be the case that journalists could be full-fledged journalists because they had their own lane. And when someone wanted the news, they went to the news. And when they wanted any other kind of entertainment, well, social media didn't exist. But now that social media exists, now they got to compete against social media. So how do you, as a news journalist, compete against 
know, basically soft porn on Instagram. How do you compete against that? You got to be sensational. You can't just tell the objective truth. That's too boring. Nobody's going to look at your stuff. You're going to be out of a job. You're going to be homeless. See, the social media platforms have forced, by their presence, have forced journalists who used to report things straight down the middle to pick a side and be more sensational to compete for eyeballs, likes, clicks, and attention, which all leads up to what? Money. Because all these things are connected to the revenue that their companies generate, respectively. And it's connected to their ability to continue collecting paychecks, paying their bills, putting food on the table for their families and their children. See, this is where it all ends up. This is why you got to go further. You got to go further down the line. See, I could just sit here and say, well, propaganda has been exacerbated by social media, which is true, but it's only part of the truth. Now we got to go further as to, well, why is that? And why is that? And why is that? And why is that? As you go further and further and further, it leads you to one conclusion. Let me tell you what it is. Anytime an entity, whether that's a person or a company, is doing something that seems to not make sense, you can't understand why they're doing it, just remember the following three words. Right, and these three words will help you solve a lot of unsolved mysteries in your life. Follow the money. Follow the money. If you follow the money, things will start making a whole lot more sense as to why people or companies are doing the things that they do. Usually, it's rooted in money. Why? Because this is what people, especially in the Western world, people do strange things for money and power. And money and power are usually connected. Usually if somebody has power, they usually have a certain amount of money or they get a certain amount of money for having that power. Usually these are connected. So you follow the money. A lot of stuff that doesn't make sense to you right now will start making sense. Just start thinking in that way. Let's recap today's class, which is how to watch for propaganda. Defined as information, especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. From Wikipedia, propaganda's communication is primarily used to influence or persuade an audience to further an agenda which may not be objective and may be selectively presenting facts to encourage a particular synthesis or perception or using loaded language to produce an emotional rather than a rational response to the information that's being presented. Point number one. Ideeing propaganda is important because you need to be a critical thinker and critical thinker are skilled discerners. You can separate the truth from the BS. You can separate emotional persuasion tactics from truth and separate opinion from fact. You must have a sharp eye to do this. Point number two, the challenge is, unfortunately, many people have been conditioned to think and talk and propagandize thought patterns. You basically take a small fact and you try to attack or persuade or control another person with emotional ploys based on the small piece of factual information, maybe leaving out 99% of context. That's exactly what people do when they're being propagandish these days. Number three, you must always understand the angle of the person who is speaking. And oftentimes we fail to do this because we are not skilled in critical thinking and discernment, or we're not using our skills of critical thinking and discernment. When you understand the angle of the person who is speaking, then things make a whole lot more sense. If I took a job at the New York Times, there are certain things that I have said on this show that I couldn't say anymore if I want to keep working at the New York Times. There are certain things that I've talked about on this show that I couldn't say if I was working at ESPN. This is just a fact. There are certain things that I could not do if I was working at many college campuses these days. This is a fact, folks. There are certain things you can't do when you decide to take a check from certain entities. And it's getting harder and harder to be straight up middle, down the middle, and objective if you are involved in certain entities these days. This is just how it is right now. Now, hopefully this changes. But right now, this is exactly what it is. So I was very hard on journalists saying they weren't doing a job of journalism anymore, which is still true. But I had to add on the truth that the reason why many journalists aren't doing their jobs anymore is because their bosses won't let them. Their bosses won't let them be true journalists. Their bosses are telling them, hey, here's our angle. Uh, you need to figure out a way to look at this story and come to this angle. You need to do it through this angle. And that's what they're being told. Now, nobody's going to say that out loud because, again, 
If they did, they would lose all their journalistic integrity, whatever is left of it, and their companies will lose their credibility, whatever is left of it. But this is exactly what's happening. And if any of you disagree, let me know and give me a logical argument as to why you disagree. Don't just tell me you disagree, but explain to me why you disagree and build out your case. I'm willing to listen, but I think I'm pretty much right. But hey, I'm open to it. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation message straight to your phone free of charge every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgame.net. If you want to make more money in your business, I'll tell you the five shifts that you need to increase your income easily without running yourself into the ground in the process. That's at workonyourgame.net. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.